December the 19th, 2023, 1 Samuel chapter 19, God's guiding hand. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Father God, for your word this morning. You indeed are an awesome God. Grace and peace, my brothers and sisters. My name is RJ and I welcome you to another episode of God is faithful and just with all things being relational. And Father God, we thank you this morning. Thank you for another day, another opportunity. You have awakened us, Lord Father God, given us this day our daily bread. We know that in preparation for hearing your word, our minds and our hearts are open to receive. Thus saith the Lord, you're worthy to be praised, God. We thank you. We love and bless you in Jesus' precious name. And family, I thank you on today. Thank you for yet another opportunity that you've allowed me into your space, into your intimate moment. Indeed, it's an honor and it's a privilege. We're continuing in the first book of Samuel chapter 19. And yesterday, the Lord allowed us to title the episode, God's Anointed. We understand the word anoint to mean to set someone apart, to authorize and equip him or her for a task of spiritual importance. Yesterday's chapter declared that the spirit was with David and no longer with Saul. In the erratic behavior of Saul and in his jealousy of David, he threw his spear at David, but David escaped it twice. We agree that every believer must be filled with the Holy Spirit so that they can do what God has called them to do on this side of eternity. That includes the broad and general calling to the unique and personal calling. And finally, we are encouraged to ask ourselves, where do we see ourselves in the story, our family members and or our community and God's hand then and God's hand now in our current season of life. Holy Spirit, lead us and guide us into your truth as we yield ourselves as instruments in your hands that we may give honor, praise, and glory to God our Father in Jesus' mighty name. 1 Samuel chapter 19, God's guiding hand. And Saul spoke to Jonathan his son and to all his servants that they should kill David. But Jonathan, Saul's son, delighted much in David. And Jonathan told David, Saul, my father, seeks to kill you. Therefore, be on your guard in the morning. Stay in a secret place and hide yourself. And I will go out and stand beside my father in the field where you are. And I will speak to my father about you. And if I learn anything, I will tell you. And Jonathan spoke well of David to Saul, his father, and said to him, Let not the king sin against his servant David, because he has not sinned against you, and because his deeds have brought good to you. For he took his life in his hand, and he struck down the Philistine, and the Lord worked a great salvation for all Israel. You saw it and rejoiced. Why then will you sin against innocent blood by killing David without cause? And Saul listened to the voice of Jonathan. Saul swore, As the Lord lives, he shall not be put to death. 
And Jonathan called David, and Jonathan reported to him all these things. And Jonathan brought David to Saul, and he was in his presence as before. And there was a war again, and David went out and fought with the Philistines and struck them with a great blow, so that they fled before him. Then a harmful spirit from the Lord came upon Saul, as he sat in his house with his spear in his hand. And David was playing the lyre, and Saul sought to pin David to the wall with a spear. But he eluded Saul, so that he struck the spear into the wall, and David fled and escaped that night. Saul sent messages to David's house to watch him, that he might kill him in the morning. But Michelle, David's wife, told him, If you do not escape with your life tonight, tomorrow you will be killed. So Michelle let David down through the window, and he fled away and escaped. Michelle took an image and laid it on the bed, and put a pillow of goat's hair at its head, and covered it with the clothes. And when Saul sent messengers to take David, she said, He is sick. Then Saul sent the messengers to see David, saying, Bring him up to me in the bed, that I may kill him. And when the messengers came in, behold, the image was in the bed, with the pillow of goat's hair at its head. Saul said to Michelle, Why have you deceived me thus, and let my enemy go, so that he has escaped? And Michelle answered Saul, He said to me, Let me go, why should I kill you? Now David fled and escaped, and he came to Samuel at Ramah, and told him all that Saul had done to him. And he and Samuel went and lived at Nioth. And it was told to Saul, Behold, David is at Nioth in Ramah. Then Saul sent messengers to take David, and when they saw the company of the prophets prophesying, and Samuel standing as head over them, the Spirit of God came upon the messengers of Saul, and they also prophesied. When it was told Saul, he sent other messengers, and they also prophesied. And Saul sent messengers again the third time, and they also prophesied. Then he himself went to Ramah and came to the great wall, that is, in Sekah. And he asked, Where are Samuel and David? And one said, Behold, they are at Nioth and Ramah. And he went there to Nioth and Ramah, and the Spirit of God came upon him also. And as he went, he prophesied until he came to Nioth and Ramah. And he too stripped off his clothes, and he too prophesied before Samuel and lay naked all that day and all that night. Thus it is said, Is Saul also among the prophets? Father God, thank you for your word on today. God's guiding hand. Family, if if you remember, we, we received a little context based on some study that the word power or cap, K-A-P, cop rather, in the, in the Hebrew language used in chapter 4 and also in chapter 5 means identifying power or possession of controlling influence conceived as in terms of the hand. We learned that the phrase, the hand of, can be used to highlight eminent activity, 
We gave scripture that showed hand and power being used interchangeably, noting that it was used to highlight imminent activity and noted that whenever you see the word hand, replace it with power, imminent activity, or the presence of God. In this chapter, we do not see the word hand or power, but we do recognize the imminent activity of God. We see Jonathan, Saul's son, finding favor in David. We see Jonathan also describing to Saul how the Lord worked a great salvation for all Israel through David's many activities, and many victories. We see that a harmful spirit from the Lord came upon Saul. We see the prophesying of many, even Saul. However, do be mindful that Saul prophesied before Samuel and lay naked all that day and night is symbolic to the removal of his royal authority. We must understand that the Hebrew word prophesied can in some context refer to abnormal trance-like states as we will see in 1 Kings chapter 18. God's powerful presence or guiding hand can have different effects in different circumstances. Therefore, we must continue to yield ourselves to the guidance of the Holy Spirit so that the activities we do does not quench the Holy Spirit, but instead gives way to the Holy Spirit. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you in the precious name of your Son Jesus, and we ask that you be glorified in every aspect of our lives. May our thoughts, words, and actions be a reflection of your love, truth, and righteousness. We pray that you continue to purify our hearts and, and minds and make them a pleasing aroma to you like, like a sweet-smelling savor that rises up to the throne of heaven that you are God and Lord of. May our lives always bring honor and glory to your name. And may others be drawn to you as, as they see your light shining through us. We thank you for your grace, for your mercy, and for your unchanging love. And we ask that you continue to guide us as, as we seek to do your will, your guiding hand. We love you, Father God. And we pray this in the mighty, and majestic name of your son Jesus. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Family, do, do be encouraged on today. We know that, again, as we often say on this, or in this fallen world, on this side of eternity, we, we know that there are trials, there are tribulations, there's sickness, there's disease, there's tests, there is things that will come against the spirit of the living God, but we must yield ourselves. We must make ourselves or avail ourselves to, to hearing and receiving God's word each day so that as we meditate on the word and let it marinate in our minds and our hearts, we will be transformed. That the spirit of the living God will live through us and 
his light will shine through us and will draw others unto him that he might receive the honor, the praise, and the glory. Family, we love you. We continue to pray for you and we continue to, to warrant your prayer, your prayer as well. Be blessed on today. Be encouraged. Know that God is with you, never to leave you, nor forsake you. And those of you, my friends, soon to be family, if you do not clearly understand these words that are being spoken on today, we know that it is because of sin. Sin has blinded us all at some point in our lives. But God, oh, hallelujah. But God said, if you confess your sins to him, he is faithful, he is just, to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. If out of your mouth you call upon the name of Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead to pay the penalty, the price for your sin, you shall be saved. Your eyes shall be opened, your ears shall hear. You shall taste and see that the Lord our God, he is good and he is worthy to be praised. And we want to walk with you, family. This journey was not made to be walked alone. It was made to be shared with and in community. We love you. Indeed, we do. Grace and peace be upon you. And we look forward to being with you here again on tomorrow. And in the meantime, family, be a blessing to those around you. Glory, glory, hallelujah.